Welcome to Economic Development Secrets, where we interview economic developers from across the country. From rural areas to metros, from small ED shops to large regional organizations, we'll hear first-hand accounts from economic developers in the trenches. From what works to what doesn't work, how to build local support, and how to get creative in order to push deals across the finish line. You'll hear everyone's economic development secrets. Welcome to Economic Development Secrets. This month's special guest is Lucianne Pears, Economic Development Director for Charlotte County, Florida. Today, you'll hear about her economic development strategy in a primarily retired community, how they use a certified sites program, and how her organization answers directly to the Charlotte County Board of Commissioners. Without further ado, let's jump right into Lucianne's economic development secrets. Hi, Lucianne. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Nicole. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Um, will you start by telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Oh, sure. I'd be glad to. Thanks. Uh, well, I'm a graduate of Salisbury University. Um, Salisbury is part of the Maryland school system. It's located on the eastern shore um, of Maryland. I graduated with a degree, a bachelor's degree in geography with a specialization in urban and regional planning. Uh, with that degree, I moved to the lovely um, Sunshine State uh, here in Florida, and I spent about 10 years working as a private consultant with engineering firms doing urban and regional planning and design and entitlement. I worked with all sorts of local and national um, home builders and construction, uh, commercial construction companies doing uh, residential commercial mixed-use projects in southwest Florida. Um, as, as a lot of people might know, the recession really hit us uh, like a hammer in Florida in about 2008, and the profession that I was in uh, really dried up very quickly. Nobody was interested in building new products, let alone entitling new products. So I was at a crossroads in my career. I had to decide if I was going to sink or swim. And uh, I took a look at my skill set and was very interested in helping communities grow and started to hear a real lot about economic development and really wanted to be a part of um, changing the future. So I, I uh, successfully transitioned into economic development in 2009. Uh, I got my start in Marion County, Florida, which is in central Florida, Ocala, and uh, uh, spent some time there, really enjoyed it. But when I got the opportunity to come back to coastal southwest Florida, I really jumped on it. And I've been with the Charlotte County Economic Development Office for six years now. Can you tell us a little bit more about Charlotte County? Sure. Charlotte County is a small county, uh, only population of 173,000. We're on um, the Gulf Coast, Southwest Gulf Coast of Florida. Uh, some of the places other folks might recognize are Fort Myers and Sarasota. We are situated between the two. Uh, we have a single incorporated jurisdiction, uh, the city of Punta Gorda, uh, that has 17,000 residents. Well, Lucianne, can you tell us a little bit more about the setup of your organization? Um, sure, Nicole. I'd be happy to. Uh, Charlotte County is a little bit different. As a small county, uh, we don't have the business base, really, to create a, a private economic development organization. However, the county recognized that if we were going to um, control our fate or our future or have some impact on it, they needed to engage in economic development. So our Office of Economic Development is wholly within the county government. So. Uh, we're funded by tax revenue, and our budget is allocated annually by the Board of County Commissioners. So that's our, our operating budget. 
then we are fortunate enough to have a group of business leaders that uh, uh, formed the Enterprise Charlotte Economic Council. It's an investor-driven organization that was established to provide a funding vehicle for businesses to invest in the long-term economic vitality of Charlotte County. What that organization does as a 501c6 is that they are able to advocate on behalf of economic development initiatives as well as provide um, other funding sources for activities that taxpayer dollars wouldn't appropriately be spent upon. Those typically involve uh, marketing and um, some travel expenses. Is it typical to have economic development on the county level in Florida? Actually, it's very atypical and to further um, set ourselves out there as quite different than most communities in Florida, um, our office and myself report directly to the county commission. So I have five elected bosses um, who may or may not be the same every four years and uh, all of our activities are, are monitored and we have direct interplay with the county commission. Now that can uh, have some challenges um, having that much political influence in our office, but I've really found it to be a fantastic opportunity in that through um, consistent conversations and education with our, our political leadership, they have become almost our number one advocates for economic development and have really established a, a pro-business, pro-diversification mentality in Charlotte County. I believe we're the only EDO in the state that is wholly government and that reports directly to the elected body. So if you're working on an incentive package, do you present it to them then instead of a board or a council? Uh, yes, I think a lot of public-private partnerships ultimately work very closely with their government uh, jurisdiction counterparts, whether it be city or county, um, and then they appeal to them for their incentives because those incentives are still funded um, through the, the jurisdiction. Uh, for me, it's interesting because even when a project is confidential, without giving commissioners all of the details, I'm able to tell them in general terms what the company is about, um, sort of the, the scope and breadth of the company and their proposal in Charlotte County. Uh, I spent a lot of time doing fiscal impact analyses uh, with impact data source, and um, we use that to show that there is a return of investment for public incentive dollars in recruiting companies. And uh, it's good because in one-on-one -on -one conversations, you can really take a deep dive into what the, what the long-term direct and indirect benefits of a specific project are to the county. That's great to hear. <laughs> Thank you. Um, You're welcome. What do you think some of the strengths are of your organization? I think that uh, the structure that we have uh, could be perceived as a challenge, but truly is a, a strength. As I said, in working closely with our elected body, we are able to uh, provide them a lot of education and information and insight into how the decision-making process happens in economic development. And also, that gives me a great uh, channel of communication with them to have them ask me questions or, or, or address issues that they might perceive that I hadn't been thinking of in a specific project. One of the other strengths I see is that, uh, you know, Florida was very hard hit during the recession and our economy in particular was uh, very dependent on home construction 
because we are uh, a very affordable retirement, coastal retirement location in Southwest Florida. Um, and also the service industry. When you have a large amount of retirees in your population, they want a lot of services. And not to mention, we're in the Sunshine State, so just like most other communities in Florida, we have a very big tourism base in our community. Well, with the recession, uh, all of that went away as people's disposable income really went away as well. So our community as a whole realized that not only the seasonal nature of our economy, but also the dependence on uh, these very somewhat volatile industries uh, was really crippling to us uh, during the downturn. So we have uh, learned from those mistakes, and our community, not just the elected officials, but our community as a whole, has gotten very much behind diversification of our economy so that we can continue to enjoy a stable quality of life here. Your community is the second oldest in the country, right? That is a fact. <laughs> How do you continue your economic development efforts taking that into account? Well, that's a great question, Nicole, and it's one that we've spent a lot of time thinking about. Because when you're dealing with companies that want to relocate, they're interested not only in the workforce that they can hire when they open the doors, but the continuing pipeline of that workforce as they have attrition and retirement, how are they going to continue to staff and be fully operational in a community? So you can understand that with a retired population that isn't actively contributing to the workforce, that was a challenge. So we really took a step back from business recruitment and turned to educational recruitment. And uh, we had been looking for a, an educational partner or a research university that was interested in expanding to Charlotte County. And I am so proud to say and ecstatic to be able to say uh, that this summer we were successful in completing negotiations with Western Michigan University and their College of Aviation as well as uh, a number of their other colleges of uh, health and human services, engineering, fine arts, um, to come and locate in Charlotte County. So in that decision-making process, they took a look at our population and said, what educational programs do we have that this community needs? So obviously in an aging community, there's a great demand for health care. So a lot of their uh, health and human services programs like uh, occupational therapy, macular degeneration and low vision studies, uh, music therapy, physician's assistance programs saw a great opportunity for expansion care as well as the demand uh, for, for people with those job skills when they're exiting college. So it really was a great fit, and it was one way for us to turn what was perceived from an economic development perspective as a, uh, a point in the loss column into a big win and a big opportunity in Charlotte County. Congrats. That sounds like a great opportunity for you. Um, do you know how many students it brings into the workforce in Charlotte County? Well, in fall of Next year, so August of 2017, will be their first class. We anticipate 50 students enrolled in the College of Aviation with Western Michigan University as well as another 120 students enrolled in the other 15 programs that they will be providing on the ground in Charlotte County. Uh, that is their first year projection and they're expecting that to multiply each year until we reach, uh, by the end of five years, about 600 students on the ground in Charlotte County. So not only does that have an 
economic impact on the local economy of having those students here, but it also generates that pipeline of talent graduating from those schools that we talked about earlier. Do you have a lot of existing space to fill? You know, that is one opportunity, not a challenge, but an opportunity that we have. Um, I'll, I'll refer back to the recession again. We were not really overbuilt. We did not have a lot of existing vacant space at that time. So when the economy turned down, we were fortunate that we did not have a lot of vacant, foreclosed properties um, and that sort of a thing to deal with. However, in coming out of the recession, uh, our neighbors who did have some of those vacant spaces were a bit ahead of us um, in locating properties. But really, in all of Southwest Florida, there is very little available um, vacant industrial space. What we've done, and that includes Charlotte County, one of the things that we did was we created a uh, certified sites program to show that we had not just what we call shovel-ready sites, but to put the proof in the pudding that we have shovel-ready sites for development. We took it one step further also, and we, uh, as an economic development office, uh, hired an architect and engineering firm to design a spec building, and then we also went and pre-permitted that. And we offer those building, pre-permitted building plans to potential spec developers or companies uh, at no cost to them. And that's in an effort to try to cut down two of the main things that uh, companies look at, that is speed the market and uncertainty. The spec building program gets them ahead you know, about six months in their planning perspective if they choose to, to use it. And it also takes away the uncertainty of knowing whether or not they're going to be able to get the permit for the building that they desire. How long can they stay in that location? Um, as long as they choose to. We have a lot of opportunities in uh, an area that's called the Punta Gorda Interstate Airport Park. It's about 4,000 acres that surrounds the Punta Gorda Airport in Charlotte County. And we were forethinking enough to go ahead and zone all of that for industrial type uses and to exclude the ability to construct any residential in that area. So we've really protected for that type of development, that landmass area. And there's a variety of uh, ownership opportunities there. You can lease long-term land lease land from the airport authority that owns a significant acreage, or there's a number of uh, privately owned parcels that are open to joint venture opportunities, built to suit opportunities, or just outright opportunities to purchase uh, the land there. And those range in size from two-acre sites to 200-acre sites around the airport. And then you have a rapid permitting program as well, right? We do. We do. You know, community development, planning, permitting, entitlement, whatever you want to call it in your community, is a critical component. Because as I just mentioned, speed to market is the number one thing that companies are looking for. If you have an uncertain permitting department or a uh, sort of slow growth attitude within your permitting department, that can be a real challenge for communities. So we've spent a number of years working with county administration as well as the, the directors of the planning and building and zoning departments to, to get them on board with what we're trying to achieve. And now any project that comes through our economic development office is automatically flagged as rapid response, top of the pile uh, permitting through all county agencies. Do you mind if I ask, on an average, how many projects you have go through your office in a year? Um, well, I've only been at the helm since January, 
although I have been to the office for six years, and it's, it's really pretty good timing because I'm in the process of putting together our annual report. And we have 46 active projects that we've worked um, that came to our office uh, since January of this year. Uh, I would say that that's been an average for probably the last two to three years, although before that it was significantly less, again, based on uh, the, what was going on in the economy as a whole and in Southwest Florida. Well, and then spinning off of that, how many business retention and expansion projects do you work on in comparison to recruitment projects? I would probably say it's... Uh, it's a two-to-one ratio of recruitment to retention and expansion. And I don't see that as a negative towards our, our office. I see it more of the positive to the other agencies within Charlotte County because a lot of companies that are expanding in Charlotte County, they're small businesses that exist here. They're taking down, uh, you know, the space next door and uh, whatever commerce park they might be located in. So their interaction is generally with planning and zoning and building officials. And those officials have done a, a, a great job of uh, meeting the needs of our small businesses so that they can continue to succeed. Uh, so it's not that there's not a lot of activity. It's just that they don't always need us um, to help them out because the rest of the county is very advanced in, in providing the services they need. We're in the process of putting together a, a more comprehensive uh, business retention and expansion program. We have a, a three CRAs that most of our small businesses are located in, and we're really measuring what we can bring to them by means of a program that provides meaningful value to them while also recognizing that we have very limited funding to be able to apply to those programs. So um, it's a, a work in progress. What kind of incentives do you offer? We have a local economic development incentive ordinance that really provides us a lot of latitude. We have, like many jurisdictions in, in Florida and across the country, we have the ability to provide tax exemption, um, uh, the incremental increase on outflow taxes uh, based on capital investment by a company. Um, so we have that and, and we use that. But really what we like to do with our incentives is say, let me know what your issues are. Let me know where your barriers are to locating in Charlotte County and, and we'll apply funding, pressure, and other resources as necessary to be able to overcome those hurdles so that you can locate within Charlotte County. So it's very hard to pull out the menu and say we have this appetizer and this main course for incentives uh, where really it's a very custom menu depending on the needs of the company. And I can give you an example of that. Yeah, that would be great. One of the biggest projects that we've worked on recently in Charlotte County has been the Cheney Brothers project. Cheney Brothers is a food distribution and supply and restaurant supply company. They have other locations in Florida and they were looking to expand. Their expansion territory that they were looking at was basically from the south end of Tampa Bay all the way down to the Everglades on the west coast of Florida. One of their criteria was that they wanted significant highway frontage and visibility. And they found that in a couple of communities. And in Charlotte County, they were really struggling until they found one parcel that happened to be owned by the county that was directly adjacent to the um, county long-term state facility, otherwise known as the county jail. And that piece of property was a brownfield property, and it was committed by the commission for jail expansion opportunities. 
And we saw that there were some constraints to that property, but instead of just crossing it off the list right away, we approached the sheriff and said, hey, you know, things have really changed at, at the jail and with your future plans. We have this great opportunity in economic development. Would you be willing to give up your right to this land? And the sheriff readily agreed, which was fantastic. And we were able to sell at a very reasonable market price to Cheney Brothers that piece of property. So that's great, but the story doesn't end there. Um, while the property was well situated for visibility from the interstate, Interstate 75, it had no road, no water, and no sewer to the property. So we partnered with the state in getting a road fund grant um, that would construct a road. We had to, as a county, front the money for the road, which is about 300 uh, three quarters of a million dollars in construction costs for that road, and then we would be reimbursed based on uh, the timing for Cheney Brothers to actually go vertical with their project. So we entered into that partnership, but that didn't solve the water and sewer issue. So even though Charlotte County Utilities didn't own the water and sewer lines, they were owned by another jurisdiction, we went ahead and said we'll commit half a million dollars to the extension of those services. So now that you have water, sewer, road, and power to the site, FCL came to the, to the table and extended the power there, uh, the project worked all of a sudden. And then came the, the idea of, well, they were investing $35 million in the construction of the site and the building that they were going to locate there. And that is quite a hefty upfront capital investment. So they asked us what we could do to sort of ease the burden of that capital investment. And at that point in time, Using our uh, return of analysis, uh, return of investment analysis software, we were able to determine that we could further incentivize the company by providing them 10 years of tax exemption on their incremental increase property taxes, and still have a very positive return of investment for the county. Because after all, it was it was government-owned land that was off the tax rolls, so it represented a big donut on the tax rolls as it was, and any increase in value just by getting it on the tax rolls really represented a big win uh, for Charlotte County and Charlotte County taxpayers. So it's been a great project. They committed to create 380 jobs and invest at least $35 million in capital improvement. They were supposed to create those jobs within five years and we were fortunate enough to report that after 16 months of being open they had already hit their job creation goals. and. They had also exceeded their capital investment projections and are already looking at a 100,000-square-foot expansion to that facility because it has really served them so well. Wow, that's incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. That's, that's very exciting. After a project win and the company is settled in your community, do you follow up with the company to ensure that they're maintaining their part of the incentive agreement? Oh, certainly. I think after the sales service is just as critical as anything else. I mean, out, I mean, after all, you're recruiting them to become a part of your community. Um, just like you would invite anybody else to your community, you don't just want them to get there and then be completely ignored. That's the same way we are with the company. So I still have regular meetings and, and conversations and, and, and lots of support provided to Cheney Brothers. They're looking, like I said, to expand. They want to increase some signage. They want to get involved in, in community aspects and giving back to the community, and we've been able to facilitate that as well. Great. Well, I have a few wrap-up questions for you. 
The first one is, what advice do you have for a young economic developer who is relatively early in his or her career? I think the most critical thing is to find a mentor. You know, networking is key in, in any industry and especially key in economic development, networking and relationships. And that can be pretty intimidating when you're new to the industry and when you're young in your professional career. So find somebody who you admire personally, professionally, ethically, and, and create a relationship with that person. Um, you'll find that people in economic development um, are, are very open to that sort of a thing. And, and I was fortunate enough to find two mentors who I, I very, very highly respect and who I call on from time to time. And they've really done a lot for me in my career in helping me learn, learn the roads in economic development. Are there any economic development resources that you would recommend to the audience? There, there are so many resources. So much of the information that we're asked to provide and that we're asked to know is, uh, is data-driven. So you need to keep up with, with data, whether it's the Bureau of Census information or cost of living information, the power rates, your utility structure, um, tax issues happening at the state level. So. Uh, I, I think that a, a good research person, a good research analyst on your team who is constantly staying abreast of all of the data points that are important to uh, recruitment and you know, relocation decisions is, is really important. Great. And lastly, what is your favorite hobby? My favorite hobby, I would say, is adventure travel with my family. I have, uh, my husband and I have four children, ages. 17, 14, 5, and 2. So it can be challenging at times to find something to do, but uh, we love to get out in nature, hike, explore, uh, climb mountains, get out on the water, anything to see new places in new ways. That sounds so nice. Well, thank you so much, Lucianne, for joining us today. Um, as always, we love uh, having you on here and you know you you give us at impact data source a lot of wonderful feedback um, all the time too which is wonderful and so I know that the audience I'm sure has learned a lot from what you've said and I have uh, learned a lot as well and enjoyed our conversation so thank you well thank you Nicole I have as well thanks for listening and be sure to catch next month's episode of economic development secrets Economic Development Secrets is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers.